Hey everybody and welcome to the first official episode of As Told by Jordan. I'm your host, Jordan McClain. Thank you so much for being here. And I hope that you're having an amazing day or night, week, month, hour, year, whatever it is that you're experiencing. I hope it's amazing. This episode will touch on sexuality, bullying, and mental health, so be sure to follow me on all social media at Mr. Jordan Terrell so that we can keep the conversation going and also use the hashtag ATBJ. Let's get talking. So a few weeks ago, a young man named Nigel Shelby, living right here in my hometown of Huntsville, Alabama, committed suicide. It made national news um, because he was an openly gay 15-year-old, and as the story alleges, he was bullied at school, and that's what led him to feeling as if he had to end his own life. So this story hit me in more ways than one, obviously being black, queer, and it happened right in my hometown. In many ways, I could have been Nigel Shelby, but... Of all the things that his story did to me, it made me reflect on my own life and my own sexuality. So that's the story that I'm going to tell you guys today about my sexuality, how I had to come out more than one time and how my life is going with it now. So I've known that I was attracted to the same sex since I was five years old. Now, a lot of people will hear that and immediately be turned away from this episode or this podcast. And a lot of people will say there's no possible way that someone can know at five years old that they like the same sex. I really hate to tell y'all this, or I hate that y'all feel that way rather, but I knew. I've, I've known my whole life that I was not straight. And I knew it because I knew that I looked at boys and girls in the same way. And I could see the beauty in both genders, if that makes any sense. I I could feel my little childish heart fluttering with excitement when I seen certain people, but gender wasn't even on my mind. And obviously at five, I I didn't have any idea what sexuality was, what it meant to be gay or bi or pan or trans or uh, asexual. I didn't know what any of that meant. I just knew at five years old that I liked looking at and I liked the feeling I got from both boys and girls. So I've come out three times in my life. The first time... I came out was when I was in middle school. I was maybe 11 or 12 years old. And I was in my bedroom in the throes of puberty, like a lot of us, well, all of us end up going through. I was um, just generally down and sad, you know, that, that tween age puberty situation where you're really just discovering your body, you know, everything's changing, you're... But then you're also like you're in middle school, so you have to deal with like cliques and, you know, friendships going crazy. And oh, now I kind of have emotional feelings for people. It was all of that on top of 
me dealing with this sexuality thing that I've always known was there, but I've never really even understood until now at like 11 or 12 years old when I was a teenager. And I'll never forget the day. So I was in my room, down and out. My mom was in her room after a long day of work. She worked 12 hours at a factory for most of my life. So she didn't really have time for the for the nonsense. And she so she was in her room talking on the phone. And I remember all I did was I took a pen and a piece of paper. And I wrote on that paper, I am gay. I went to her room. I handed it to her. And then I walked out. So minutes later, she came into my room and she proclaimed that I was wrong. She said that she would take me to a therapist or a pastor if she needed to, because there was no way that she was raising a gay son. For those who don't know, my whole family is born and raised right here in the South, my immediate family. And some people listening to it may listening to this may not realize this, but a lot of older black people and a lot of black families from the South are just as conservative as the conservatives you see on Fox News. And it's been in my experience that a lot of them hold the same beliefs. The, the the conservatives of the Republican Party and black Southern people. A lot of them hold the same beliefs. This is not a political podcast, so I won't get off into that whole thing. But I, you should understand exactly what I'm saying. So the aftermath of that breakdown between me and my mother was it was pretty typical, I would say, of situations like that. We that night we yelled and screamed at each other. You know, I was telling her, no, this is who I am. And she kept telling me that, no, I was wrong and she wasn't raising a a, a gay son. And that was that. She walked away. I didn't say anything else to her for the night. I just laid in my room and I cried. But the next day, it was as if nothing had happened. We didn't we didn't talk about it. And for years after that, she and I didn't openly discuss my sexuality. Even now, me at 26 years old, we still don't openly discuss my sexuality. You know, we're we're good. We're better about it now. But back then, of course, we just didn't talk about it. It was what it was. She said that I wasn't. I knew in my heart that I was, but she said that I wasn't. There was really nothing for us to discuss. And that was that was just that it wasn't actually until i was 21 that we even mentioned my sexuality again and that was when i came out to her for the second time so around that same time i was coming out to all of my friends in middle school and for the most part they were all good and open-minded and accepting of me there was always a feeling of, well, I love you anyway, Jordan. And that's fantastic. But 
I didn't go without my fair share of bullying and taunting. Going through middle and high school, everyone loved me and was accepting and cool with me unless we fell out. Um, I can remember a lot of instances all throughout my teenage years where someone was cool with me and then we argued or had a falling out as teenagers tend to do, but suddenly I became a faggot or a homo or whatever they, you know, could think to call me. I remember my sexuality always being a point of contention in like gym class or if we were at a party and a boy took off his shirt. I remember boys intentionally keeping me at arm's length as if I had a flu or something. Uh, the And these things forming together caused me to nosedive into a deep depression that caused me to attempt suicide twice and contemplate it more times than I can think. Um, in school, I was Mr. Popular because of my size and my humor. I was voted class clown like two years in a row. You know, everyone knew and everyone loved Jordan, but during that time, it's so crazy how everyone knows you, everyone loves you, your teachers love you, all your peers love you, everyone knows you, but you can still feel so alone. I had, during that time, met my best friend, Tevin. I had met my best friend, D. I had met a lot of, a lot of my best friends that I have now in my life. I met most, if not all of them during those years, but I still felt so alone. I had never felt that alone. And those formative years, I'm telling you, those years are the same years that Nigel and so many other queer children have taken their lives because that same loneliness that I felt, I don't, I don't perpetrate to know any of those kids, but I can almost guarantee that the same loneliness that I felt at that time, 10 years ago, a lot of them today still feel that loneliness. That's the story of the first time I came out clean up until I was 21 years old. It was New Year's Day, 2014. I woke up that morning and got on YouTube as I typically did every day. And I noticed a video from one of my favorite YouTubers, Trey Melvin, entitled My New Year's Resolution. I didn't think anything of it because I love Trey. I did and I still do and I watch all of his videos. So for me, this was just another wonderful day for a Trey Melvin video. This was, you know, what a way to start my year, Trey Melvin. Um, so I watched the video and in the video, Trey came out as bisexual. I remember it blew my mind that a black man with his platform with everything he could have lost, came out publicly as bisexual. I was amazed back then at, at 20 years old. I wasn't quite 21. I was 30 days out from 21. 
Um, but I was amazed. And for one of the first times in my life, I felt seen. And more importantly, I felt like I wasn't actually alone. So that coupled with, I believe around the same time Frank Ocean had just released Channel Orange. And there was this big thing because as we all know now in his song Forrest Gump, he referenced being with a man. And hip hop didn't know how to take it. The world didn't know how to take it because to my knowledge, Frank Ocean was the first person, at least of my generation, who just said it. There was no, you know, no one had, as far as I know, really thought about that before or had really looked at Frank Ocean before and said that, oh, maybe he's gay or maybe he, you know. So it, it kind of shocked everybody. And I remember him releasing a an open letter that referenced a boy that he had un, an unrequited love for when he was a teenager, I believe it was. And that was kind of where his inspiration had come from for for that song. And for there was another song, I believe, on that same album. But yeah, so Trey Melvin and Frank Ocean inspired me to come out again to my mother. She was in her room, as she typically is. <laughs> and I went in there and let her know that I needed to speak with her. When I tell y'all it was hard, and I remember I wanted to talk myself out of it. While I was standing there in front of her, my mind kept saying, Jordan, don't do it. Don't just make up something. Don't come out to her. Because I was thinking about everything that had happened 10 years prior or, you know, nine years or whatever it was prior when I first tried to come out to her. And I was like, I don't want to go through that again. I don't want to go through that hurt. I don't want to go through that frustration and that depression. I would argue that that moment was the start of my battle with depression. Um, I was just like, you know what? I, I don't want to go through that again. But I remembered Trey saying in his video that he could not continue living behind the mask and not be himself authentically. So while my mind was still trying to talk me out of it, I just blurted it out. I just said, Mom, I'm bisexual. Just blurted it out. Don't know where that sudden burst of courage came from. And there was like a tense silence where she just looked at me and she asked me, who all had known. And I told her, all of my best friends know, everyone I went to school with knew. It was, to my understanding, it was common knowledge at that point. And she said that she was angry because I didn't come to her and tell her first. Now, of course, that threw me off because like I said, years ago, I had tried to come out to her and we had this whole blow up about it. So for her to say that threw me off. Now that I think back on it, now that I'm like vocalizing it and really talking about the situation, I I think it was more so 
I don't think she was like actually angry with me. I think it was by the time I had turned 20, my mother, I think she had kind of turned a curve as far as her understanding and acceptance. Um, and like I said, I I thought it was common knowledge. So she may have actually known that I just didn't know. She may have, It may have been one of those situations where she knew because I'm her son. So she knew what it was, but she was just waiting on me to come and tell her what it was. Uh, nevertheless, though, we we didn't talk about it. So now I had come out to my mother two separate times in my life. And we still didn't speak about it. We don't speak about it. She doesn't ask me and I don't tell her. Is it ideal? No. But at the same time, that's just us. And that works. And that's how we are. Generally, she doesn't tell me much about her love life. So it's just the understanding of she knows, but she and I don't really discuss it. So next, after this quick break, because I need one, (laughs) we're going to talk about the third and final time that I have had to come out in my life, which is January of this year, days before my 26th birthday. Y'all still rocking with me? If you are, thank you so much for allowing me to tell you my story. And of course, as always, I invite you guys to share your stories with me. Follow me on social media at Mr. Jordan Terrell. I answer to everybody. Go ahead, tell me your stories, and let's start building this community of people just trying to figure it the hell out. January 28th of this year, just a few days before my 26th birthday, I had this epiphany, right? I had this overwhelming feeling that I was still not, even after all of these years, after everything that I'd been through with my mom and the bullying as a teenager, even after all of that, I still felt like I was not living in my full truth. This past year, I've gotten into the world of professional wrestling and I met a lot of people. And I'd had some conversations with people in regards to me and my sexuality and how I wasn't necessarily hiding it. I wasn't in the closet, but I noticed that I would check myself and I would shrink myself when I was in certain circles and I wouldn't be Jordan around certain people because of my sexuality. It's it's always been a fear of mine that I will somehow be physically harmed because of my sexuality. But January 28th, I woke up and it was... It was just like this, enough is enough. I was about to start the 26th chapter of my life. And I refused to go into it by hiding myself and not fully accepting myself and being loud and open for the sake of comforting other people. I was not going to keep doing that. So I posted a lengthy post on on my social media where... I was coming out. 
And it was the first time publicly, fully, that I had just come out. And I got to tell y'all, even to this day, I have never felt this free. (laughs) I have never just felt so relieved. And I remember finally feeling like, like a literal weight had been lifted off of me, like my shoulders relaxed and everything. And I remember feeling fantastic and remembering everything that I had gone through since I was a child dealing with my sexuality. It took me 20 damn years to get comfortable and fully accept myself. And I had to teach myself that sexuality was fluid and that where I where I am now at 26 is just as valid as where I was when I was 21. It's just as valid as where where I was when I was 11. And it was just as it's just as valid as when I was when I was 5. And I learned that as you grow as a person, you get a better understanding of yourself. I was so happy that I was now at the point in my life where I didn't need to question or hide myself. I was so happy that I was to a point where I understood sexual fluidity and it's okay to still be figuring it out. And then in April, Nigel's story broke. My heart broke for Nigel because Nigel's story is way too familiar to me. We've heard for years now of kids as young as, I want to say like seven years old, all the way up to 18, some some people even up into their 50s and 60s, harming themselves from depression, from bullying, from all of that. And it's sad because it feels like Nobody is doing anything about it. It feels like no one is actually trying to help these kids. Instead, we as a society like to give the family our thoughts and prayers. And then we move on to the next situation. Nigel's death should have never happened. No person should ever feel like they are so low that they have to take their own life, especially those people who do so due to their sexuality, due to something that they cannot control. No person should ever feel like they are that low just because they are themselves. And personally, I I hate this narrative that nobody knows how these kids are feeling and, and you know, these these kids are not talking to anyone these days. Y'all know how these kids are feeling. You know that these kids are supposed to be happy and healthy. So somebody somewhere knows when someone is not themselves. Let's stop acting like we're too good to talk to people and see where their head is at. And that was the thing that tripped me out about Nigel's story. To my knowledge, his family and his mother 
actually accepted him for who he was. It was just the kids at his school, the bullying had gotten to be so much. I've seen pictures of Nigel proudly wearing a hoodie with the rainbow flag on it. So Nigel was proud of who he was, but he was also in such a dark place from dealing with other people and their lack of acceptance and understanding that he felt like he didn't want to live anymore. And that story is too common these days. And unfortunately, it's not even just kids who have to experience this. In this year alone, the year of 2019, five black transgender women have been murdered. Five that we know of. Let me say that. The most prominent of those women being Malaysia Booker, who is a black trans woman who was recently found murdered in Dallas, Texas. The reason Malaysia is the most prominent is because just last month, a video went viral of Malaysia being attacked by a mob of men. That story is way too common. Now, because I have this platform, I, I want to be responsible with it. So I'm going to give y'all some stats. You know, I don't want to be irresponsible and just say my feelings without giving you guys legitimate stats. So in a study done by the Williams Institute at UCLA, between 10 and 20 percent of LGBT people report having attempted suicide at least once in their life. That same study also reports that LGBT people are victims of person-based hate crimes at higher rates than both religious and racial hate crimes. I could have been Nigel. I could have been Malaysia. I could have been any number of the LGBTQ people who have self-harmed or been harmed for just living, for just being who they are. We are people too. To those of you who consider yourselves allies, you consider yourselves friends, you consider yourselves accepting, do not wait to reach out to your queer friends and family members, okay? Don't put it off until tomorrow because a lot of people, and I speak from experience, are suffering right now. Here's something else that I want y'all to know, and this is what I really want y'all to take from this episode. It's perfectly fine to respect people, even if you don't understand them. There's no harm in getting to know someone so that you can understand them. I want to commend my best friend, Tevin, for doing just that. I identify as queer to the public, but I self-identify as pansexual. And recently when Tevin heard me say that, he went out of his way to ask me, what is pansexuality? 
And I tried to shoo him off at first. I was like, you know, it's, it's not that big of a deal. And he told me, he said, no, you're my best friend. And I want to call you what you are. I don't want to mislabel you. I want you to, I want to call you who you are. And I want you to be who you are. So shout out to him for that. And finally, you guys, sometimes the brightest light can be in the darkest room. So check on the guys and the girls and the non-binary folks and all the queer folks who shine so bright. Just make sure they're okay. There's nothing wrong with it. Make sure your friends are good. I want to thank you guys for tuning into this episode of As Told by Jordan. Thank you guys for allowing me to share my story and share my feelings on Nigel Shelby, Malaysia Booker, and whatever else I might have said in this episode. Be sure to follow me on social media at Mr. Jordan Terrell. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening to it. Leave reviews and all that great stuff. And share the podcast with everyone that you know. Most importantly, check on your bright friends. I love you, and I want all of you to stay beautiful.